Let's go on to the word of God this morning. Shall we turn our Bibles to Psalm 66 verses 8 to 12. Psalm 66 verses 8 to 12. Praise our God, all peoples. Let the sound of his praise be heard. He has preserved our lives and kept our feet from slipping. For you, God, tested us. You refined us like silver. You brought us into prison and laid burdens on our backs. You let people ride over our heads. We went through fire and water. But you brought us to a place of abundance. Psalm 66 verses 8 to 12. Praise our God, all peoples. Let the sound of his praise be heard. He has preserved our lives and kept our feet from slipping. For you, God, tested us. You refined us like silver. You brought us into prison and laid burdens on our backs. Yet, uh, you let people ride over our heads. We went through fire and water, but you brought us to a place of abundance. Hallelujah. God has brought us from lack, a time, a place of suffering to a place of abundance. Just to cycle this morning's message, it would be appropriate to say moving to the next level. Moving to the next level in life. One thing that we all desire for our lives is to move higher, to move forward. None of us want to stay at the same place we were at. And very often uh, we go through a season or a phase in life or for long periods of time where we really don't see any progress or we really don't see any change. Sometimes it is, life is very static, life uh, is just going on a routine. Life is simply uh, a set of daily duties that we continue to do day in and day out. And uh, sometimes in the middle of that, we also come to a place where we lose even what we have. We even lose the blessings. We lose the joy. We lose our peace. We lose the uh, people that God has given to us. We lose the loved ones. Uh, we lose relationships, we lose things, we lose money, we lose uh, properties, we lose positions. We lose many, many things in this world. And uh, we come to a place where we are going through fire and water. I don't know if you have been through that. I'm sure that many of us have probably been through something like that, which has been like a drowning situation or which has been a burning situation. A situation where we almost get got burnt out. Uh, there are times where, uh, you know, after a season of great takeoff, sometimes people burn out somewhere in the middle along the way. And there's something that the, you know, psychologists and many others would call as the midlife crisis. And people m burn out at midlife. <laughs> you know, at somewhere along the way that initially there was this great excitement of, uh, studies and then looking forward to a great successful life and great education and went on to higher studies, went on to find a job and first salary was so exciting and it was like this is the greatest thing that I ever waited for. And then after a while, you know, there we start plateauing. Uh, there's no growth, there's nothing that we actually, um, you know, have found anything new and maybe... Um, you know, along the way you got married and that was another great excitement. And then after all that have, has happened and the rubber hits the road, um, we find ourselves in a place where it's, it is not so exciting as we expected or wanted it to be. We were looking for something amazing. We were building castles in the air. We just discovered that we were all the time just building castles in the air. And then finally the castle crashed and everything fell apart. And then we are in this place where we are going through water and fire. Anybody can recognize that? Sometimes we are also thinking about our own spouses and we are saying, you know, I expected my husband or my wife to be somebody uh, so amazing, like an angel from heaven. But it turned out to be like a devil from the pits of hell. You know, don't say amen to that if you're not yet married. <laughs> you know, Sometimes Pentecostals don't realize what they're saying amen to. <laughs> so we go through fire and water and we discover that we thought that life is going to be more exciting. And then we 
probably bought a house we waiting to buy a house maybe we waiting to buy that first car or the first two wheeler then it looked like that meant the whole world to us and that also you know started failing and then we had to take that to the uh, either to the scrap yard or one step before the scrap yard is a mechanic shed and then you know it's not so happy it's not so exciting that's how life turns out to be for uh, practically in reality and and then you either at home or at workplace or with business or uh, even with ministry you know it's not easy life is not easy life is tough uh, life is hard life is painful it uh, hands us so many disappointments and discouragements that uh, sometimes go above our head and which is beyond our capacity to handle we go through fire and water and that is how it was uh, for the people of israel uh, where they were driven to a place and initially it was a place goshen a place where they settled a place of prosperity a place of abundance uh, where uh, jacob uh, you know came along with the 70 members of his family and joseph was there you know second to the king and you know there was power there was influence there was money there was wealth there was food there was water when the whole land was in famine and then here they run into this place and they thought that forever you know they will be happily married forever and you know life will just be a bed of roses but then somewhere along the way there was a pharaoh who comes who does not know who joseph was uh, joseph didn't mean anything to him they he did not know that joseph was the one who actually saved his forefathers and he is on the throne because of a man called joseph who was from a different land who came and saved them and not knowing all of that old history he comes and begins to persecute uh, the people of god and um, they go through 400 years of great trial and tribulation and slavery and bondage uh, to an extent where uh, it was only getting worse by the day the more god began to speak and reveal himself to moses the ground reality was only getting worse haven't you uh wondered why it is so because on one side you somebody is prophesying over you a great blessing somebody god is giving you a word and uh, god is giving you a word of promise or some kind of uh, um you know ray of hope you find and then on the other side the next morning it looks like everything seemed to be going the other way around anybody understand what I'm, what i'm talking about have you been through something like that on one side there is some great expectation on the other side there's great disappointment one side there are great hopes another side great discouragement one side there is great you know experiences of uh, uh, divine intervention and the spirit of god uh, moving in our lives and we experience god's touch on our lives and then on the other side the ground reality is very different and that's how it was for the people of israel and here you find psalmist king david recording that and praising god and saying praise our god all peoples let the sound of his praise be heard he has preserved our lives and kept our feet from slipping for you god tested us you refined us like silver you brought us into prison and laid burdens on our backs you let people ride over our heads we went through fire and water but you brought us to a place of abundance hallelujah yes there were times when it was uh, people were riding on our backs people uh, were, had thrown us into prison there was uh, you know we were bound we didn't have our freedom we didn't uh, feel good about our lives we went through fire and water you know people were riding over our heads but there is also a time where god brings us into a place of abundance that's what god does Uh, any suffering or pain is not uh, permanent in our lives we go through lack we go through needs we go through losses uh, we go through times where people are riding over our backs we are imprisoned we are cornered we are stuck we are in a place of uh, where we feel like we are just locked up but there are times where god brings up a blessing god gives us a breakthrough and so god takes us from time of lack to a time of abundance so trust god because god did that in the past and he is the same god and he is the unchanging god he is able able to do that once again even in your own life amen whether it be in your education with regard to your future and decisions and without with regard to your marriage uh, or with regard to your profession or career or whatever it might be with regard to your relationships your uh, family circumstances whatever it might be you might feel like you know people have been riding over you it might feel like you know it's always been a time of uh, great oppression and uh, sorrow and need always but god is able to deliver us from a time a place of lack and bring us to a place of abundance hallelujah hallelujah 
God will move you to the next level. Trust God because God did not let the people of Israel eternally in slavery. Even though people of Israel sinned against God and God banished them to enemy nations uh, into captivity for a period of time, he always kept it for a period of time and he moved them out of that land. After 70 years, they were delivered and they were brought back again and re-established in their own place. God always moves people to the next level. Hallelujah. You'll find that constantly God doing that in the lives of many of his saints. And so even this morning, trust God that God is able to take you from a place of lack and bring you to a place of abundance. Hallelujah. Whatever you feel like you lack and whatever thing that you are yearning for, desiring and imagining that this is something that I'm lacking, I'm struggling in this area. God is able to move you to a place of abundance. Amen. Hallelujah. Where you're not going to be sorrowing over what you don't have, but you're going to be rejoicing about what God would give you. Amen. Hallelujah. And quickly, number two, you also find in Psalm 18 and verses 16 to 19. Psalm 18, verse 16 to 19. This is Psalm that uh, King David penned down after uh, he uh, was delivered from the hand of Saul because Saul was chasing him and wanted to kill him. In Psalm 18, verses 16 to 19, we read, He reached down from on high and took hold of me. He drew me out of deep waters. He rescued me from a powerful enemy, from my foes who were too strong for me. They confronted me in the day of my disaster, but the Lord was my support. He brought me out into a spacious place. He rescued me because he delighted me in me. Hallelujah. This is oppression to deliverance. Here was King David chased. Uh, he was not a king at that time. He was just an ordinary shepherd boy who had come to serve the king, Saul. Although God had anointed him, God had given him a promise through prophet Samuel saying, you're going to be the next king, but the immediate thing that happens after God had given him a promise and after he received the anointing was that he was chased from place to place by Saul and Saul was angry with him not for anything that he did wrong but even for the way that God used him to bring deliverance for the nation of Israel. Saul and his armies were uh, uh, afraid of Goliath who was uh, taunting them and threatening them day after day but David came up and stepped up and God used him powerfully to bring down Goliath and even after Goliath was brought down the people of uh, Israel were beginning to praise David so much that uh, Saul was jealous of David and that the way David was being praised and lifted up by the people because the people said Saul had give, killed thousands but David had killed tens of thousands amen and because David was praised more than Saul, Saul became jealous and, and jealousy resulted in anger and anger resulted in hate. Hate resulted in the, even vengeance and to the extent where Saul wanted to kill David. And the Spirit of God had left Saul and the Spirit of God had come upon David and Samuel had anointed David and David knew that he was going to be the next king. He knew he was called, he knew he was anointed but circumstances and reality, people around him were not conducive to that anointing and that calling that God had given to him. They were not, you know, encouraging him. They were not telling him, come on, you've got to be the king. Stall didn't step aside and say, David, come on, take my place. He didn't handle the mantle over to him, but instead he was angry and he was hateful and he began to persecute David to such an extent where he wanted to kill David. And David was running from place to place and he was hiding in the strongholds and Saul was chasing and going after David, somehow wanting to kill him. But it was in this situation where God rescued David time after time. He reached down from on high, verse 16 says, and took hold of me. He drew me out of deep waters. He rescued me from my powerful enemy, from my foes who were too strong for me. Saul was coming with his army, with his men. And at times David was found even alone because he could not go with a raiding band to every place. And at times he had to go and even act like a madman. And let saliva fall from his mouth and, and, and scratch the walls and look like a madman. He had to, for, 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 for escaping, you know, the attack and the uh, danger of being, uh, you know, shown to Saul that he is hiding in this place. He had to act like somebody else. And this is the way sometimes life, you know, hands us things that make us go crazy. <laughs> Amen. Sometimes we, we end up acting crazy. Or life hands us things that make us go crazy. 
you know even though we know we are called even though we know we are anointed even though we know that god has given us these precious promises even though we know that we are god's children and we have uh, been accepted by him and we know that he has a great plan and a purpose for our lives life hands us things that go make us go crazy we simply feel like just staring our hair apart have you felt like that amen no nobody like that sometimes probably for some of us you know life seemed to turn around in such a way that is completely you know different from the way we expected it to be you know full of problems full of crises full of challenges full of people opposing us full of people chasing us down full of people accusing us falsely accusing us all kinds of things enemies surrounding us but in such a situation god continues to reach down to us hallelujah because he promised that i will never leave you nor forsake you what a good god we have that he never leaves us nor forsakes us he reached down down on uh, from on high and took hold of me he drew me out of deep waters he rescued me from my powerful enemy from my foes who were too strong for me they confronted me in the day of my disaster but the lord was my support god rescues us god comes to support us hallelujah he brought me out into a spacious place he rescued me because he delighted in me hallelujah he brought me into a spacious place from oppression to deliverance a place where he had to go hiding he had to live in small places he had to live in places which was not uh, comfortable he was driven to a place of great discomfort and uh, you know insecurity and uh, there was nothing sure about tomorrow it wasn't sure if he would live another day that's how it is sometimes and that drives us crazy that drives us to a place where we are under such oppression and such stress such such kind of difficulty and such kind of a situation where we don't see a way out and and the enemy is oppressing us the devil is attacking us in different different ways you know when one problem seemed to be solved another problem is at the door when one situation seemed to get better another situation turns out to become worse and that's how it is you know whether it's at workplace or at home or in the neighborhood or wherever it is you know situations are very difficult whether it's our finances our relationships our health you know we go through times where we are oppressed where we are crushed but god moves us from oppression to deliverance hallelujah hallelujah god will not allow you to be oppressed by the enemy forever god will bring us to a place where he will deliver us from the hands and the clutches of the enemy Hallelujah the enemy might try to stop your way the enemy might try to hinder you all the time the enemy might be chasing after you the many might want to hunt you down but the enemy cannot have his way over you hallelujah because you are a child of god he will bring us from oppression to deliverance hallelujah believe on the lord this morning that god will move you from lack to abundance god will move you from oppression to deliverance Amen. God will move you to the next level. He rescues us because he delights in us. Verse number 19 says that. He brought me into a spacious place. He rescued me because he delighted in me. May God be delighted in us. May we continue to praise and worship and exalt his name. May we continue to be faithful to him. May we continue to, you know, honor his name. May we continue to, you know, live for his glory. May we continue to be faithful to him. And God will delight in us. When God delights in the man's ways, he will even make his enemies to become friends with him. Amen. If a man's ways are pleasing to the Lord, he will even cause his enemies to become friends. Amen. that's how god will move us from a place of oppression of the enemy to a place of deliverance when the lord delights in us and so the only thing that we really need to care about this morning is does the lord delight in me does the lord really delight in me am i really living a life that pleases and honors god am i really living a life that glorifies and brings honor to his name and if that is something that we can say yes to if there's something that we can truly say yes i truly love god and i truly honor him and truly bring delight to him and certainly the lord will be delighted in me if you have that assurance and that confidence you can be sure that god will move you from lack to do, to abundance and from a place of oppression to a place of deliverance amen hallelujah he will bring you to a place of freedom and there was a time when god defeated saul and his household and god exalted david amen Hallelujah there was a time that came where David truly became king and God's promise did not fail and he became king and the 
the household of Saul in fact came and pledged allegiance to the house of David and they joined along with him and all the people of the land began to honor David and said and they began to honor him although for a period of time for a long period of time it looked like he was look he was made to look like a criminal in the eyes of people and you know he was chased by the king but now he is being honored and the people are recognizing and they are saying you know even during the time of Saul wasn't David who actually led us and he was the one who made us to win he was the one who conquered all the enemies the philistines and everyone and they began to acknowledge and honor david for all the dishonor that he suffered for all the humiliation he suffered god honored and exalted him amen hallelujah your sincere devotion to god and your faithful walk with god and all that you do sincerely will never go in vain god will honor that and exalt and lift you up at some time amen Hallelujah. He moves us from a place of oppression to deliverance, a place of humiliation to a place of honor. Amen. God will move you to the next level. God will move you from also from danger to safety. Sometimes we are in a place where we face great dangers, threats, opposition and and a fear of something that we don't even know. Uh we are, we have a fear of the unknown sometimes. You know, something says that something is going to happen. Have you felt that way? Something in me makes me feel that something bad is going to happen. Sometimes we live in a state of fear and a fear of the unknown, a fear of great some kind of a danger that might affect us some day. But God will move us from danger to safety. Look at uh, 2 Timothy in chapter 4 and verses 6 to 15. 2 Timothy chapter 4 verses 6 to 15. Paul the apostle writing to Timothy, he says 2 Timothy 4 verse 6 to 15 For I am already being poured out like a drink offering and the time for my departure is near I have fought the good fight I have finished the race I have kept the faith Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness which the Lord the righteous judge will award me on that day and not only to me but also to all who have longed for for his appearing This is the eternal uh, glory and the assurance that we have And as Paul says, you know, I am now ready for my departure. My departure is at hand. Uh, he was given a task and he had a clear road map of what God wanted him to do and he fulfilled that plan of God in uh, reaching out to many gentile regions and as an apostle to the gentiles and establishing churches, he went about fulfilling God's purpose and he knew that the time for my departure is near. He's actually almost writing the epitaph, his own epitaph. what he would put on his gravestone you know and many people you know actually use this isn't it i have fought the good fight i have finished the race i have kept the faith he wrote it while he was still alive <laughs> not after he was dead he wrote it while he was still alive saying my, the time for my departure is at hand and i have fought this good fight i have finished the race i have kept the faith now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness which the lord the righteous judge will award me on that day not only to me but also to all who have longed for his appearing a great assurance and a confidence of the eternal glories that await and the uh, awards the rewards that god has in store the uh, you know imperishable rewards that god has in store you know the eternal rewards that god has in store a great confidence in all of that but then if you come down to um the next verse if you look at the next verse do your best to come to me quickly for demas because he loved this world has deserted me and has gone to thessalonica on one side you see him talk about the glories of heaven and uh, having this confidence and saying i've finished well i've kept the faith i've fought a good fight and i have great eternal rewards and i have the glories of heaven on one side there is this great assurance and this faith and the joy of the eternal things that are in store on the other side the ground reality on the other side is demas has left Demas was part of the apostolic team that was involved in progressing the gospel and in establishing churches along with Paul the apostle with Luke and Titus and Timothy and and his whole apostolic team Demas was part of them but what the ground reality now the current reality the practical reality is that Demas has loved this world and has deserted me and has gone to Thessalonica Acrescens has gone to Galatia and Titus to Dalmatia only lucas will me get mark and bring with me bring him uh, with me with you because he is helpful to me in my ministry 
uh, I sent Tychicus to Ephesus. When you come, bring the cloak that I left at Carpus at Troas and my scrolls, especially the parchments. And then he goes on to talk about a man called Alexander, the metal worker. Alexander, the metal worker, did a great deal of harm. Did me a great deal of harm. The Lord will repay him for what he has done. You too should be on your guard against him because he strongly opposed our message. And then you come down to verse number 16. At my first defense, no one came to my support, but everyone deserted me, may it not be held against them. But the Lord stood at my side and gave me strength so that through me the message might be proclaimed fully to all the Gentiles might, and so that all the Gentiles might hear it. And I was delivered from the lion's mouth, verse 17, verse 18. The Lord will rescue me from every evil attack and bring me safely into his heavenly kingdom to be glory. To him be glory forever and ever. Amen. Now on one side, there is the glories of heaven and there is the assurance of the eternal rewards and the confidence with which he is rejoicing. And he's almost writing his epitaph and saying, I fought a good fight. I've kept the faith. I've run my race and it's time for me to go. Having this full confidence of the eternal blessings and the rewards of heaven, the ground reality is that right now, Demas has left me. Alexander has done a great deal of harm to me. He has opposed my message and to my defense, no one came and stood by me, by me to defend me. No one spoke up for me. I was left all alone. And then I was also attacked and God just rescued me from the lion's mouth. The enemy, the devil was also attacking me. And so being affected by so many things on the ground reality. Uh, we are somewhere in the middle of both of these. On one side we have the glories of heaven and the rewards that God will give us. And we have that assurance and that confidence. On the other side the ground reality is that Demas has left earth left us alexander the metal worker is doing a great deal of harm and the devil himself is all out against us to devour us how do you understand both of these on one side you have great expectation on one side you have the assurance the faith the confidence the glories of heaven and the re eternal rewards that are in store on other side you have the practical realities where life is not simply making sense because you're going through needs, you're going through losses, people are walking out of your life, people are walking out of your family, people are walking out of everything that you're doing. Nobody's standing to support you. Demas, for the love of this world, has gone to Thessalonica. Um, sometimes people equate Demas to Judas Iscariot. I don't know if we can really do that. But with some sanctified thinking, I assume that probably Thessalonica, looking at Thessalonica, probably a place of... Uh, more stability financially, socially. And maybe Demas had children growing up and he thought that if I was going around with Apostle Paul, he's not a married man. He could go places, but what about my children? I need to establish them. Probably he found a good school there. And he just had to leave this apostolic team and settle down in Thessalonica. Maybe so. Scripture doesn't talk about that, but some sanctified thinking we can imagine. But we don't know for whatever reason, but some way his apostolic team had taken a beating. He had trained, he had invested his life, he had discipled him, he had trained him to become a leader. He has put him in a place where he could serve people and Titus and Timothy and, and, and all of these people, you know, were sent by Paul to go out and to serve and to establish the churches which they had been planting. And sometimes when Paul could not go to, you know, establish them in the teachings, he would send his key men or he would write a letter. And so people like demons were great assets. You know, people are greater assets than material things. The greatest asset that you can find, be it in your workplace or be it in ministry or be it anywhere, people are the greatest asset. It's not money or it's not wealth, it's not properties. People are the greatest asset. And sometimes when you lose somebody at that level of Demas, it's very difficult to find somebody to fill in his shoes. Get what I'm talking about. It would have certainly affected Paul. And so he's writing to Timothy, Demas, because he loved this world, how can he do this? How can he go to this level of loving the world and leaving this leadership, leaving this ministry, leaving what was entrusted to him? Sometimes people do that. 
after you have discipled them after you have trained them up after you given them opportunities to serve to minister after you have platformed them after you have given them uh, you know enough uh, you know opportunity to use their gifts and talents and the grace that god has given to them they would simply walk out of your life you've invested your time your energy you've invested prayers you've invested love invested everything and then demas walks out this is how the ground realities are this is how ground realities are after you've done a lot after you've done good after you've helped after you've grown someone after you've developed somebody and then somebody simply says goodbye because they love the world more than jesus because they love the fellowship of the world more than the fellowship of god's people and then you find people in such a place and so the ground realities are like this and that's how it is this is the fire and the water that sometimes we may have to walk through you go through pain you go through hurt you go through times where you are uh, you're wondering why how could somebody at this level do such a mistake how can somebody at this level actually fall so badly and that's how it is that's how the reality of life is on one side he is writing about the glories of heaven and the eternal rewards and the great confidence and all of that on the other side the practical reality is that he's losing people he's facing opposition alexander the metal worker is opposing the message he is like the modern day rss you know who come and destroy and demolish churches they are the most you know uh, they are the most coward people on the face of the earth they are the most coward people they only know to go and break down buildings what dumb thing to do they think that by breaking down a building they can stop the spread of the gospel they think that they they can demolish and annihilate the faith of people <laughs> take away the faith of people from their hearts they are the dumbest people on earth that's how you know people think that they can actually win over us by doing some kind of harm but the more harm they do the more the gospel is progressing in this nation hallelujah hallelujah people are getting saved in the tens of thousands in all kinds of villages and all kinds of cities and towns amen people in high positions are coming to jesus people who have nothing in their hands are coming to jesus i mean high caste people are coming to jesus dalits are coming to jesus everybody is coming to jesus rich are coming to jesus poor are coming to jesus hallelujah you know the alexander the metal worker was trying to do a great deal of harm and that's how it is even today you know if you are a christian if people know that you are a believer you are a child of god they will do harm in your workplace they will oppose you they will criticize you they will put you down they will not give you a promotion because the very fact that you are a believer they just simply hate that sometimes you knock on somebody's door and ask for a house for rent they will not give you the house because they hate you because you believe in Jesus that's how it is the practical realities are like i came to christ but why am i suffering i'm talking about jesus but i'm suffering i'm serving the lord but i'm persecuted this is the practical reality this is what apostle paul was going through hallelujah but in the midst of that in the although on one side you have the glories of heaven and the assurance of the eternal rewards on the practical side demas is leaving there is there is internal problems there are external problems hello internal problems external problems internally demas is leaving externally alexander is challenging opposing rss is breaking down churches amen you have both sides of the coin internal and external you have the glories of heaven and on the other hand you have the practical realities that are going down you know that we are we are facing day in and day out and then you look at also uh, go on and see um, the devil is also attacking in verse number 18 you find the devil is attacking right you see at my first defense no one came to my support everybody deserted me even those whom he thought he could rely on all of them deserted him sometimes when danger and harm and needs come our way people whom we thought that we could rely on actually walk away right that's our practical realities 
practical realities of life and then on the other side you have also evil attack from the devil i was delivered from the lion's mouth the enemy was trying to devour my life the enemy comes to steal to kill and to destroy the enemy is going to and fro and some are wanting to devour people's lives the enemy you know is there all out waging a war against us we are in the middle of a spiritual war a spiritual battle and the devil is battling for the souls of men and so the devil wants to you know put traps along the way and make us to fall into either a sin or make us to do something that is you know would be so bad that would destroy our lives and our souls the devil is bringing all kinds of circumstances and trying to attack us on every side witchcraft sorcery all kinds of black magic and every kind of a evil attack the enemy is stirring up against us somehow to destroy us but in the middle of all of that while you on one side see the glories of heaven and the eternal rewards and on the other side the practical realities are so different demons is walking out alexander the metal worker is doing a great deal of harm nobody is coming to our support and the devil himself is all out to devour us in the middle of all of that we are surrounded by all kinds of defeat and danger but there he says in verse number 16 to 18 but the lord stood at my side hallelujah the lord stood at my side and gave me strength so that through me the message might be fully proclaimed and all the gentiles might hear it and i was delivered from the devil's mouth the lord will rescue me from every evil attack and deliver me safely and bring me safely to his eternal kingdom hallelujah while my I fix my eyes on the eternal kingdom and the practical realities of day to day life are so different so challenging so problematic so discouraging so disappointing so many setbacks but yet the lord stood by my side hallelujah the lord stands by your side hallelujah even if nobody stands by your side a thousand may fall on your side a 10000 on your right hand but the lord will stand by your side hallelujah hallelujah the lord stood by my side and gave me strength the strength to carry on the strength to move forward the strength to move to the next level gives you that strength to continue to persevere to to thrive to exist in this world he gives you the strength to move to the next level the lord stood by my side and gave me strength and he safely he will give you safety from all the surrounding danger even though the dangers may come like a flood even though the dangers may come like a fire even though the dangers may come you know in many many ways and the enemy may want to devour our lives god will move us from a place of danger to a place of safety he will stand by your side he will give you support and he will safely bring you into his eternal kingdom hallelujah while we have this great hope of the eternal glories that await us a place where there will be no more sorrow no more crying no more pain no more death no more sickness and all the former things will pass away while well, we hope for the reality of the kingdom of god and the fullness of the kingdom of god and the kingdom of god has already come but yet not in its fullness we live between here and the future the future glories are amazing while we expect that we are facing this ground realities of challenges and problems and needs and struggles and losses and disappointments how do you make sense of it is your faith really practically applicable and how would you run this race that's a question and if you would just understand this you would be able to move from where you are to the next level hallelujah and the proper understanding would be to understand that the kingdom of god has come and you see the effects of the kingdom you see the glow, the 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 manifestation of the kingdom jesus said Jesus came proclaiming the kingdom and the realities of the kingdom was manifested to the power and the you know of the holy spirit also where the blind eyes were open the deaf ears were unstopped the mute were speaking and the lame were walking and the dead were raised leprosy was cleansed the kingdom of god was proclaimed the kingdom has come has it come amen yes jesus came proclaiming the kingdom the kingdom of god is at hand 
He said, it's come now, it has come. The kingdom of God is within you. The kingdom of God is among us. And so you see the manifestation of the kingdom, the power of the kingdom, but yet the kingdom is not here in its fullness. Amen. The kingdom has been ushered in, but not yet consummated. The, we, the kingdom is already here, but yet not yet here. Do you understand this? The kingdom is already, but not yet is already here and the manifestation and the power of the kingdom is where you see God is answering prayers, miracles are happening, souls are being saved, sinners are becoming saints. That's the manifestation of the kingdom. Yes, the kingdom power is here, but also we still continue to live in this world, a fallen world, a world of sin, a world of sorrow, a world which is still in the flesh and blood, a world which is fallen, a world which is full of evil. And then God has a day, an appointed day for him to destroy hell and, you know, the devil and all of his angels and demons. And so we, as we await for this reality and the glories of heaven and the eternal rewards in this time where we are already in the kingdom, but yet the kingdom is not here in its fullness. We need to understand. We need to understand that we will go through pain. We will go through suffering. We will go through needs. We will go through disappointments. We will go through discouragements. But yet the Lord stands by our side. How do we handle life between both of these? How do we do life between both of these? On one side, the eternal realities and the glories and the rewards and the unfading life that we have. We will be walking on streets of gold. There will be no more pain, no more sorrow, no more crying, no more sickness, no more death. All the old order of things will pass away while you expect and, and are moving towards that reality. And we are already into that kingdom. And the manifestation of that kingdom is already experienced on this earth. You continue to live in this reality where the kingdom is not here in its fullness. Do you get what I'm talking about? The kingdom is still not here in its fullness. But you still have the manifestation, the demonstration and the power and the you know, of the kingdom being revealed. How do we make sense of life? How do we understand life? How do we understand the problems of life? How do we understand the needs of life? How do we process and how do we go through life in the middle of all of this? With this great assurance and confidence that we are moving to the next level from danger to safety. Dangers may surround us. Evil may surround us. Witchcrafts may surround us. Sickness and pain may surround us. Losses and discouragements may surround us. But we are moving from a place of danger. We are in a place of safety. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because the Lord stands by our side and he gives us strength. And he will safely lead us to his eternal kingdom. Hallelujah. Knowing the fact that I may go through all of this, but the Lord stands by my side. I may go through, hell may break loose against me, but the Lord strengthens me each day. And he will ultimately safely take me to his eternal kingdom. Hallelujah. You see, we need to hold both of these together. And the more you understand this, the less you will be worried when you don't have answers to prayer immediately. The more you understand this, the more you walk in this, you will not be too disappointed when a sickness doesn't get healed. Jacob had to walk with that limp and the limp will not leave because the Lord touched his hip bone. That limp would not leave but he was moving to the promised land. Hallelujah. I mean, sometimes the limp does not leave. We have to keep walking with that limp. Jacob had to walk with that limp all the way. But he was in the plan of God. But his name was changed to Israel. But from Jacob, he became Israel. From being a supplanter, he became Israel. From being a cheater, he became Israel. The chosen one. Of God. Hallelujah. Sometimes you may have to go through. Times of sorrow. Times of need. Does God have the power to heal? Yes. 
Is healing God's will? Does Jesus heal always? If he did, we may have to believe in a teaching called immortality on earth. Does Jesus heal always? Will he heal in this situation? We don't know. Take your hands off, take a step back and say, I don't know. God is sovereign. To whom he wants to give life, he will give life. But ultimately all of this outworking is for his glory and for his purposes. Because Paul there says, come with me. 2 Timothy chapter 16, uh, verse 17. The Lord stood at my side and gave me strength. I have gone through all this. Demas, I have gone through, I don't think anybody has suffered like Paul. He says, I have gone through hunger, I have gone through thirst. I have gone through nakedness, I have gone through shipwreck. And he has been, he has gone through lashes. The Roman lashes. Right? He's gone through all kinds of trials for the sake of the gospel. But ultimately he says, even though I know and I see the glories of heaven and the eternal rewards and the kingdom and God will safely take me to his eternal kingdom. But I know now the Lord will stand by my side and give me strength. But ultimately the only thing that I really care about is that through me the message might be fully proclaimed and that the Gentiles might hear it. Ultimately all that really matters for me is that I fulfill God's purpose for my life. Whether the devil continues to attack or does not attack. Whether the sickness persists or whether God heals me. Whether everything changes or does not change. The Lord stands with me. He strengthens me for the day. Ultimately, he, all that matters is I should fulfill his purpose in my life. Moving to the next level of understanding God. This morning. Amen. The Lord stood at my side and gave me strength so that through me the message might be fully proclaimed. All that matters is ultimately that through me God's purpose is accomplished. And I am delivered from the lion's mouth but he will. I know that ultimately he will safely bring me to his eternal kingdom. Hallelujah. Do not be worried. Be afraid of the one who is able to kill the soul. But don't be afraid of the one who will Kill the body. Amen. Praise the Lord. Some of us are wondering, what is this? It's really shaken all our understanding about God. Right? If Jesus heals us all the time, nobody will die. There should never be a cardiac arrest. You may have to prevent Christians from going to Triple M Hospital. They all must be healed. But this is the reality of the kingdom that has come, but yet not in its fullness. Are you with me? Oh, but Jesus healed everybody. Oh, but Jesus delivered everybody. Yes, he did. But why did he do that? His purpose was he was demonstrating the kingdom. He came ushering in the kingdom. You need to understand that in its context of the whole one long story of the Bible. That he came announcing the kingdom, ushering in the kingdom, healing everyone and manifesting the power of the kingdom so that people will believe that he is the Messiah. So that the Jews will believe that he is the savior. And that's why if you go through the whole of the Gospels, especially the Gospel of John, you'll find repeatedly John is saying, this was the first sign that Jesus did. The first miracle that Jesus did as a sign so that they may believe in him and the disciples put their faith in him. This was the second sign that Jesus did. All of these miracles, signs and wonders serve as signs pointing to the fact to show that Jesus is the Savior. Yes, he is the healer. Yes, he is the deliverer. But the healing, the deliverance that he brought about served as signs. Or very often these deliverances and miracles were wrapped around a teaching or that illustrated a teaching that he was bringing to the people there. 
so you need to read the stories of healing and miracles in its context if you read it in its context and in the right way you will understand the real meaning and the purpose of why he did a miracle he would heal a man a shriveled with a shriveled hand on the sabbath but you find that at the end of it he would bring about a teaching about how he is the lord of the sabbath get what i'm saying he would either bring about a teaching or the miracles would serve as a sign to point that he is the messiah he is the savior he is the one who came to take away the sins of the world and so ultimately we not we need to understand that we should not get too upset and disappointed like a little baby i asked daddy for chocolate he forgot to buy hey, i'm going to cry some of us are still babes in christ crying when jesus didn't give us that extra 5000 rupees that we prayed for and we didn't get that increment this year don't cry about those little things fulfill your purpose hallelujah fulfill your purpose you need to move to the next level from danger experiencing sense of danger to moving to experiencing sense of safety it just takes a transition in your mind as you understand the truth of god's word you will know that i am not in a place of danger anymore i am actually in a place of safety Demas has left no one came for my defense metal worker alexander did a great deal of harm the lion's mouth you know i'm exposed to the lion's mouth and the lion the enemy the devil is waiting waiting ready to devour my life but i know he will safely take me to the other side hallelujah you're moving to the next level this morning hallelujah he will take you from lack to abundance he will like take you from oppression to deliverance but at the same time he will take you transition your mind with the truth of god's word from a place of danger to safety you're in the same place circumstances remain the same but you have transition and moved from one level to another level this morning because you know the lord stands by my side and he strengthens me and he will safely take me to the other side all that matters for me is fulfilling god's purpose in my life hallelujah amen Praise the Lord. Shall we pray? Lord, thank you Lord for enabling us to understand more of you this morning and more of your word this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you Jesus. We truly understand now that life makes sense. Your word makes sense and what you're doing in our life truly makes sense. You might have come with discouragements and disappointments. but you don't have to go disappointed and discouraged anymore hallelujah 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 you don't have to stay in a place where you think that god has not answered your prayer thank you jesus hallelujah you moved to the next level to fulfilling your purpose you thought you were in a place of danger and you had an unknown fears but you come to a place of safety this morning with the assurance that the lord stands by my side and he strengthens me each day and he will safely take me to the other side hallelujah and as long as i am here on this earth i just want to be fully proclaiming the gospel and fulfilling my purpose hallelujah your purpose is greater than the attack i want us to know this morning your purpose is greater than the attack your purpose is greater than the than the pain your purpose is greater than the pain your purpose is greater than the attack your purpose is greater than the loss your purpose is greater than the one who has walked out of your life your purpose is greater hallelujah thank you jesus we don't want to dwell in the past and miss our purpose we don't want to dwell and put our minds on what people think and miss out on our purpose hallelujah we want to move to the next level this morning thank you jesus from lack to abundance you will move us oh lord from oppression to deliverance you will move us oh lord we believe that and from sense of danger to a sense of safety you will move us oh lord
Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We want to just latch on to your purpose for our lives. We just want to rally around your purpose for our lives. All that matters is our purpose. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Master. Thank you, Jesus. Worship you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. Father, we pray your blessing upon everyone, Lord. We pray that you will move us to your next level, O oh Father. In the circumstances of our life and also in our understanding of you and your word and the way you work in our lives, we want to move to the next level this morning. For we don't want to stay discouraged and disappointed and disheartened and heartbroken anymore. Because we know that, Lord, the purpose that you have for our life is bigger than everything. And we are assured that you stand by our side. And you will strengthen us each day for everything. And you will safely bring us into your eternal kingdom, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody needs to say, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for moving us to the next level even this morning. That we don't want to be pitiful of ourselves. We don't want to be regretful. When we go through the current realities of struggle and fire and the waters that seem to be surrounding us, Lord, and people walking out of our lives and people who are opposing us and when we stand defenseless and feel deserted and come under the attack of the devil, we want to, Lord, remember that you stand by our side and you strengthen us. And you will safely take us into your eternal kingdom, Lord. For everything that happens around us really don't matter at the end of the day. Thank you, Jesus. They really don't matter. They really don't matter anymore. Hallelujah. For the purpose that you've called us for is greater, far higher. The anointing that you've placed upon our lives is far richer and far powerful and more glorious. And the glories of heaven and the eternal rewards are even more glorious for us, O Lord. Thank you, Jesus, that we, won't want, we do not want to get stuck, Lord, worrying too much about circumstances of life, worrying too much about everything that's happening and trying to set everything right. We don't want to try doing that by ourselves, not by our strength, O oh God. But we still have confidence that you will move us from lack to abundance and from oppression to deliverance, Lord. Jesus, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We pray for growth this morning. We pray that you will move us to the next level. We pray that our understanding of God will grow and increase and move to the next level. We pray our knowledge of the word of God will grow and move to the next level. We pray our experience of walk with God and our spiritual walk will grow to the next level, O oh Father. That we will not be like babes and infants, Lord, crying about things that have not yet happened. Jesus, and crying over everything that has gone wrong. Father, we pray that you'll move us to the next level right now this morning. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We want, we want to dust off everything that has to be dusted off. We want to dust off everything that has to be dusted off and rise up from the dust. Hallelujah. Pick up our cloaks and walk. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Lord, you said pick up your mat and walk. We want to rise up, pick up our mats and walk. Hallelujah. For you raised us up. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You raised me up. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you. Just start praying, brother, sister. Just pray to the Lord. Pray and ask the Lord for grace. Pray, hallelujah, with confidence. Lord, you stand by my side. You give me strength. Hallelujah. You stand by my side. You give me strength. Help me to, Lord, stand by your side. Help me to rely on your strength. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Worship you, Jesus. Worship you, Lord. We just want to honor you and glorify your name this morning. We want to honor and glorify your name this morning. Hallelujah. Worship you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
Father, we praise and glorify you and honor you and we pray your blessing upon every one of us. We pray that you will meet every need. We pray that you will solve every problem. We pray that you will move us from lack to abundance. You will move us from Lord, uh, uh, Lord uh, oppression to deliverance. At the same time, we know that Lord, uh, you will move us from a sense of danger and loss and fear, fearfulness to a place of safety and confidence, O oh Lord. For we know that the Lord stands by our side and gives us strength. And you will move us to a heavenly kingdom safely. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We pray that we will continue to fulfill your purpose in this world. As we go through this world of sickness, this world of sorrow, this world of suffering, and this world of evil, we pray that we will continue to fulfill your purpose. And that is all matters that matters, oh God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We pray that you will give us a new perspective and a new level. Take us to a new level of way of life this morning. We give you all the glory. Bless your people. In Jesus' name we pray.